Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new bonus episode of Millennials with Mics. I'm Aaron. And I am Christian. And today we'll be talking about, actually, a review, yes. another review mm-hmm. of Antebellum. Yeah. Just Our, came out? Yeah. Last weekend? Last weekend, I think, yeah. Our last yeah. bonus episode was on Tesla. Yep. Not very good. No. Go listen to our bonus episode of that. Yes. Um, do you remember what we rated Tesla? Was it three? We rated it... Two and a half, maybe? It wasn't uh, rated very good. Two and three-fourths. Two and three-fourths. Wow. Okay. So, unfortunately, Antebellum wasn't much better than Tesla. It was not much better in a very different way. Well, it's a completely um, different movie. Completely different movie, completely different genre. Um, but disappointing. Disappointing. And that's been pretty much the consensus like, overall. I didn't find it as, uh, overall as a movie in general, um, agitating to watch. No. As Tesla. It was just kind of boring. Yeah. It felt like a pretty vague premise for like something that we've seen multiple times. Yeah. I it, mean... You change the the course of it, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, okay. I feel like knowing what the plot of the movie is, like the trailer was pretty. I think if you go back and watch the main, like not teaser trailer, like the main trailer, mm-hmm. I think it was pretty much what the trailer indicated it was going to be. It was just the movie wasn't very exciting. And I feel like knowing what the full story of the movie yeah. was, I feel like there were so many different ways they could have gone about it that would have made it more powerful and more interesting, especially with the times. That's such an exhausting thing, too, when you watch a movie that has a good idea Mm -hmm. like this. It has a good concept and all that, but the filmmakers themselves make it into such a drab. Yeah. And I'm like, there's potential here to be more Mm -hmm. adrenaline, more scary, more creepy or whatever, and you just made it a... Yeah, and that's slow. It was directed by Gerard Bush and Christopher Renz. They also wrote the movie together, but this was their directorial debut for a yeah movie, like a feature-length movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what they've done in the past, but maybe that has something to do with it. But I just it it wasn't exciting. It like nothing about it was exciting. Like you had the ending was kind of. Or the last, like, five, ten and minutes or so were kind don't, of exciting. This wasn't a horror movie by any means. It was more like... It's marketed a, as a horror movie. It is, but I don't know it's why. It's not. It's more of a, you know, sort of Thriller. Like a, a thriller hostage type yeah. movie. Um, but there is no horror in it. No. I like, mean, not at all. You know, it's intense to a degree. There's some, you know, dr- oh, it's very dramatic. But it's not scary. It's not, no. There's no pop ups. There's some like of that. it like is. There's parts of it that would be disturbing to many different people. So I wouldn't recommend everyone see this if you're easily triggered by certain things. Right. Um. Just I don't mean like grotesque videos. No, 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 Like no. demented, like zombie type, or no. like gory type. Yeah. But in different aspects, yes, that's true. I just the the consensus so far among viewers and critics and I would agree with this personally was that it just didn't live up to its potential overall. It had a good cast. Fair. 
a decent cast. Janelle Monet, Eric Lang, uh, Jenna Malone, Jack Houston. You know, they're all, none of them are really leading actors. They're all pretty supporting. Right. From their histories, at least. Right. Um, and they so were all... it's a cast of supporting, but like that makes a good movie on occasion. Yeah. And, and they, they were their, all fine. They did their share. Yeah. Like, none of them were bad. No. They all did good in their roles. It's just the story that wasn't very interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell it didn't have a huge budget. Yeah. I mean, not that that has anything to do with the story. I'm just saying it in general, like... Yeah. With, as far as casting and crew and all that kind of I stuff. I would say the best things about the movie. The cinematography was pretty good. The sets were pretty good. And then the costume, costume design and stuff was, was fine. Yeah. But overall, rated it three out of five stars. Not our worst. Not our worst. Not the best. <laughs> it's how movies have been going lately. Especially this year. It's been a part of one of our, yeah. our most uh, slum of films. And a lot of them were just, you know, all the good blockbuster films are being postponed to 2021 for the most part. And uh, we're just getting, like, the good uh, straight-to-VOD or theatrical-to-VOD type yeah. films. And that's what we... That's how it is. And there's still a few other things coming out, like Enola Holmes just came out. Yeah. And that's that's got a good cast. That looks kind of interesting. Um, That'll be different. There are some straight-to-VOD movies that we think have potential. And it's helpful that, you know, like Apple and HBO mm-hmm. Max and uh, Netflix are starting to take films a little bit more seriously. They're doing more bigger type yeah. films, but straight to streaming. Yeah. And, and you've so, got good uh, TV shows out, too. Oh, I mean, my you're goodness. Watching... There are so many good shows right now. Raised by Wolves on HBO Max, The Third Day. and uh, I'm watching uh, Ratchet right now. That's on that's Netflix, good. right? Um, Perry Mason wrapped up in the summer. That was so and good. HBO, and like, there's been some good, a lot of drama stuff. Mm-hmm. Archer is currently back on its eleventh season. Yeah, on who in the third episode FX of the yeah. premiered, and so, that's been a lot better. It's been better than the last several seasons. Yeah. And then you got that uh, Ewan McGregor um, motorcycle show. I can't remember what it's on called. On Apple TV, and it's um, Long Way... Long Way Up? Long Way Up? Yeah, Long Way Up. Yeah. And it's like a documentary-type show on Ewan and his friend Charlie yeah. going on an electric motorbike. Electric uh, motorcycle. Electric motorcycle uh, journey. Like, from from Tierra del Fuego at the yeah, tip of South America to... All the way to Los Angeles Los and California. Angeles. They're trying to do it in three months. And pretty much all on electric power, and so it's it's pretty crazy. But they've done what I think they did. They released three episodes, and they made it up to um, Paraguay or something like that. Oh, not even. I don't. Even they didn't know make it that. very far. Like yeah. they're they're like almost a week behind as right. of the third episode. The fourth That's episode. That's what's crazy about, about the show. It's like you have a plan of what how your expectations to get yeah. there by Christmas or whatever. And like so much crap day by day happens yeah. where they can't charge up their bikes or their trucks and like get across and and it's a good something like I think the documentary I think part of the purpose of it inadvertently is showing the issues the very real issues with electric vehicles like it's not just this isn't a problem that's limited to electric motorcycles like this is. They're highlighting an issue... Electric use in general. The -hmm. use of electric cars in general. Because, like, for for long-distance travel. 
Yeah, because like it's, right now, it's more like they're they're making it to where you can see it as being like a, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing like a little city drive or something like that. Yeah. But if you're trying to do like crossroad country and things mm-hmm. like that, it's not really. It's adapt. not really feasible. Not really feasible. Because exactly. like, well, they say like you can get seventy miles. Uh, I think there's to a day or something like that. Like the the motorcycles they're using, I think, can go up to like at maximum charge. I want to say are like 150 miles. Okay, but that's not very far, especially when you're in. And then you have to give. You're in South America in the deserts. You have wind. You have waves. They're, they're super cold. Climate kills charging, mm-hmm. and then you've got like other features that go. That you've got so that. many variables that variables, go into yeah. effect this and. It's quite interesting. It's insane. And it really is. It's it's highlighting, yeah, they're going through South America. You have a lot of poor cities, a lot of poor areas. You have a lot of desert. You have a mm-hmm. lot of, you know, a lot of big, huge areas of just nothing. And that's an issue. But, like, it's, even when they get to the cities, they're still having problems charging. Like, this is, yeah. it's showing. If it's a little pit stop or a motel yeah, or wherever they're at. The the real very real issues behind electric vehicles for not just daily city life but like for long-term travel and i think it's it's an aspect of electric vehicles that we don't always consider and i mean this show is taking it to a part that we're like we're slowly getting into now so like they were saying like 10 years from now we're all gonna be driving this well we're here right now this is what with Mm -hmm. the issues we have with it right on this occasion so we have time to like and like it's one of the things that in in America, we were a lot more prepared mm-hmm. to fix, to like all of the obstacles that they're facing. We're a lot more prepared to deal Especially with them, even if some of our lawmakers are not willing to do it right now. Exactly. We are more, fi- we're, as a country, we're more financially and just exactly. physically able to get this done. Mm-hmm. But it's highlighting something that, like, it's not just America doing this. You know, we exactly. want to get to zero. America. You hear a politician say, oh, zero emissions by 2035 or 2050. Yeah. One country doing that, like just America getting to zero emissions by then is great. But like that's, we're a very relatively small part of the problem. You have the rest of the world that has to fix this too that aren't as financially ready. Yeah. And feasible for that. So there's a lot of scoping on that, you know. And that's a long tangent on electric vehicles, but you know. <laughs> yes. What else? So I'm watching Ratchet. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, a lot of younger people, a lot of millennials, actually, I feel like don't really know the backstory. So right. Ratchet is actually Nurse Ratchet, played by Sarah Paulson, is the nurse and the main antagonist in the Jack Nicholson movie. And book One flew and over play. the cuckoo's nest. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. So the series is her backstory, how she got to be where she was in the movie. Which is quite interesting. Um, so Michael Douglas is actually one of the executive producers because... Oh, he's not in it? Mm-mm. But he's one of the executive producers cool. because he was an executive producer of the movie. He doesn't really actually have anything to do with the show itself. Okay. It was developed by Ryan Murphy. Right. But the show itself was created... By someone else. Gotcha. Ryan Murphy is an executive producer, and it's got a lot of people from American Horror Story starring in it. I noticed that in the trailer, and I think that's why I was kind of like, not knowing what it's like, the Mm -hmm. backstory of that, you know, and everything, but like, I felt like it was just another like Ryan Murphy type show. And it kind of is. But his executive producer, right, just puts his cast in it, really. Yeah. On someone's creative 
show. Like it does deal with a lot of a the lot of stuff. It deals with a lot of stuff. There is a a big part of the storyline is dealing with, you know, homosexuality in the forties yeah. and fifties and the issues with lobotomizing that. patients and get rid of this. So like there are a lot of American guess, horror story yeah. vibes there, but like mm-hmm. it's it's not just this oh, this just popped out of my head, you mm-hmm. know. But it's very good. Like it's I've seen a couple of the seasons of American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. I'm five episodes into eight episodes of the season. Oh, of Ratchet. Yeah. Of Ratchet. I think it's the best thing I've seen Sarah Paulson in, the best role. Yeah, she's quite an actress. She is. Yeah. Um, it's got a great cast too. Vincent D'Onofrio's in it. Corey Stoll, Cynthia Nixon. I like all those people together. Yeah, really One good. of those guys from American Horror Story, Finn Whitrock or something like Finn that. Finn Whitrock, yeah. He's all right. No, he's it's... he's bleh. <laughs> um, he's overrated. Sharon Stone's also in it. Of course she is. She's been pretty good so far. She's very been, interesting. She's been like Sharon Stone did a did an episode spot on the new Pope. Oh, that's right. right. I forgot about that. Coming back in the fold a little bit. Yeah. But, so there's, even though movies aren't really out right now, there's a lot of good good TV. TV right now. I feel like there's more TV shows coming out soon that should be pretty good, but I don't remember anything. (laughs) Yeah, like I said, I know that the new season of Chris Rock's now lead starring of Fargo season four. Oh, yeah. So I just got back into watching Fargo for the first time. The show, not the movie. I'm a big Coen Brothers fan. I love Fargo. But the motion, the the show, which so far the first season will have uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton and uh, Martin Martin Freeman. Freeman. It's more like the premise and scope of the movie Fargo, which I don't know. Like I said, I haven't watched it yet. The second, third, and fourth seasons, what they're all about but it'd be interesting like I'd the casting for each anthology season is so been crazy especially this wild new season like it's got so many people in it yeah what so like, many people yeah it's just i want to go back i do like i, I just finished what re-watching big bang theory again and <laughs> always I, <laughs> always right um i think that's what i'm gonna watch next i might give fargo a try absolutely like even if i don't get new. into the first season i might jump to the second and third to see how those go because this fourth season looks really good. Yeah. I, I mean, just wonder if they play off of each other. If it's I'm, truly I'm very anthology. enticed by, well, I think it's the third season with David Thewlis and Ewan McGregor, who yeah. plays twin brothers or something like that. That'll be interesting. That's so crazy. They've been doing that a lot. I like Like that. one actor playing brothers, like that Paul Rudd show on Netflix. I oh, forget what it was called. The one on Netflix you watched. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Oh, oh you didn't watch that? I thought you did. No, you told me to. I never did. It was okay. I would check out a second season. I forgot about it. <laughs> I, I love Paul Rudd. It's easy to forget about. Um, yeah, I love Paul Rudd, but it's a, he doesn't actually play twins of himself in that movie. But but he plays parallel versions of himself or something like that. He plays his own clone. Okay. Technically, it's mm. I don't know. I would check out a second season. It's all right. It's not if great. it doesn't get canceled. Yeah, but like I feel like they've been doing that a lot in shows like having one actor play twins or clones or shit like that like i feel like that's almost getting over wasn't it one like counterpart or something like that with jk simmons that's another one yeah like an alternate version of him or something that was like that. an alternate version that was different yeah. than what the paul Rudd. but show. still like it's that a double sucked. we watched yeah. like two episodes we watched two or three episodes. we tried to watch three and it, and was, it was so bad drab and like meek it was like oh wow yeah. it, i mean and that's not JK's fault. He's trying to make his own leading show. And he he himself was pretty good in it. Oh yeah. He's great in everything. He's, yeah, but like the show itself just it's couldn't just 
No. It couldn't hold. No. And I hate when you get a good show that... Or a bad show, or even a bad movie, when you have like such a potential performer mm-hmm. and you, you underuse them because it sucks. <laughs> yeah. And it's... Sometimes that happens. There's What's not the... On Brooklyn Nine-Nine, who plays um, Joel something? Joel. What role? Uh, not Hitchcock. Scully. Scully. Joel McKinnon Miller. Joel McKinnon, that's it. Miller. I like him. <laughs> In that one episode where the heist and he has a twin brother. Oh my god, what the fuck? That was <laughs> so random. Earl. Earl. <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> it was funny. Him. That was so weird. Oh, uh, you know something so I did good. remember that's coming out is um the Comey rule. Brendan Gleason and fucking oh, Jeff Showtime. Daniels on Showtime about um Trump and the yes. Jim Comey thing. That that I'm looked excited. interesting. Like Brendan Gleason is a really good actor. And he's taking on Trump as a like not a parody but like a No, it's like a it's dramatic, a dramatic Yeah. If you if you know about the newsroom with Jeff Daniels on HBO, I think it's kind of like that sort of tonage. Yeah, because Jeff similar Daniels to doing House another of, political type. Thing similar to House of Cards. And, House of Cards and yeah. newsroom and stuff. That so, looks. I would definitely recommend checking out the trailer, trailer for, that for that. Is like if you're into politics, because yeah. it Brendan Gleeson or even looks, true story yeah. politics things. Like, oh. Brendan Gleeson looks amazing as Trump. Not a role I would have picked him out for, but seeing him in the trailer, he looks perfect for it. Yeah. Sounds perfect. Like it, it looks really, really good. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to check that out. Yeah. When does that come out? Soon. Like, I, it might already be out. Yeah. It I might come it. out tomorrow since tomorrow's Friday. Uh, oh, the 27th. Okay. September 27th. We'll need to watch that. Yeah. And it's only a two episode thing. So like. Oh right. The first episode's the 27th. The last episode's the 28th. So it's all. It's really like just like a two part movie basically and i hate how they're doing that more and more yeah it's not even because it seems like they are doing that wow 40 million dollar budget jesus christ that's something for a tv well, show that's big i for get a that movie though because that's... it's not really like a tv show as much as like just a special yeah like it's a tv type of show special and i mean they do that once in a while and for a political time like this and i get how they're that's true. doing it like that like it's a two-part short here you go. But it's really just a movie. But really, it should be a movie. movie. It'll like probably be like it. two hours each. But yeah, so it. Oh god, that was a TV movie, two parts. Oh, uh, I was thinking the movie movie. <laughs> no, but like the original. No, it, yeah, on TV yeah. Was a movie. yeah. That was yeah, that was a TV movie. But so, yeah. it's almost October. Thinking of it, not many horror movies. We were just looking at that. There aren't many horror movies coming out, unfortunately. A lot of the good ones we were expecting this year are pushed till next year, so it is what it is. Yeah, we'll see. There were we had one horror movie early this year, Hansel and Gretel, wasn't that this year, or was that technically a last year movie? Gretel and Hansel. Gretel, whatever. But that was this year, earlier this year. That's was, like was it thing. released last year? No. Okay, so that was a this year movie. What an odd time of year for that to come out. Yeah. When they know it's not going to get a lot of hits and it's like yeah. a B-rated type horror, it's going to be... It wasn't exciting anyways. Right, that's... Yeah, exactly. But... So it's not like 
Conjuring 3 or Halloween, the new one or anything I like that. I can't wait That's for Conjuring good 3. Good for end of summer type yeah. roles. <sighs> and then the Halloween movies. There's I two more, right? Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. I have a feeling Halloween's still not going to end after that, ironically enough. But, you know. It should be good. Yeah, it should be good. Nonetheless. So. Does he ever die? Like, yeah. No. Unless they chop the fucker's head off. Like, if he didn't die from that in the last <laughs> one, how's he gonna die? Like, yeah. he burned the bitch up in a house. Yeah. Yeah, like, limb by limb him. Like, yeah. Yeah. Good and luck. then burn the body parts. Put him in a meat grinder or some shit. Jesus. That'll and then piss on the ashes. <laughs> Just for good measure. Yes. <laughs> wow. But, yeah. Well, we've uh, spent 20 minutes... In this episode, we spend about four minutes of that talking about the review, and then yeah. uh, 15 minutes or so talking about other things, so <laughs> this is our second bonus episode. Hope you enjoyed, and uh, look into the, the shows we recommend, yes. Definitely. Yes, you got nothing else to do. Precise, so. Till next time. Till next time.